can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Now, I will say that we were, because the pool industry was and still is a good industry to be in, like I said, we were able to have nice things. We were able yeah. to have a boat and go on the weekends mm-hmm. in the summertime. We had a we I had do that like now. up to two horses and we got to go horseback riding. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what else? We got to go on trips. We, you know, not like not like major trips, and not like going to like island places, but we got to have fun with no. our parents because they worked for themselves and they had a good income. Like being in the pool industry right. was beneficial. I mean, our parent, like remember our parents remember the year we went up. to like every single fair. Yeah. Because, and that's partly because our parents were, that's why I do what I do is so I can work around my kid's schedule. I mean, sometimes customers don't like it. And that's something that uh, me and I'm pretty sure everybody in the industry struggles with is trying to make that barrier between customers mm-hmm. and your personal oh, yeah. life. I mean, that's why we work for ourselves. Nah, there's a lot of people where, hey, they're just like, hey, we're here to make money and that's cool. But there are a lot of single polars and even people who have bigger companies that are like, hey, you know, like I'm doing this so I can make money, but also enjoy my family. So I think that's one of the cool yeah, things. Yeah, it's definitely a hard balance. balance. No, yeah. we are. I mean, we're single moms. We pay for everything on our own. Yeah. And it's all because we're in the pool industry and we could still enjoy our time with our kids. Yeah, I would have to say if I would have stayed in the school district like where I was – um, definitely wouldn't have the house I'm in. Definitely wouldn't be able to pay all the bills, um, that are needed from me for my kids, for myself. Um, couldn't take them on the trips that we go on. You know, I make sure that whatever my kids want within reason they can have. And that was how our parents were. If mm-hmm. you wanted to do something or you wanted something, as long as it's reasonable, you get as long as you gave them like notice, like at least a week, you you got it. And the pool industry has been able to give its uh, professionals that option. Um, I will say that I'm glad the pool industry is more professional now than it was. I'm not saying my parents weren't, but it definitely wasn't to the level it is now. Well, also that's one thing that I'm appreciative about how our parents were because so. Everyone, if you've been listening to Kelly for a while, you probably know, or if you do know me personally, uh, our father was a big, big advocate for IPSA in our area um, because he wanted it to be a very professional industry and big on the education and making sure of that. And both my parents were about that. And that's one of the really cool things about people like I don't. I never know. Some people might think, oh, you've been born into the industry. You have everything handed to you. You just have all this. And it's 
like just is different. But one of the things that I think is really beneficial is people who are second generation, third generation, we have all this knowledge from our parents that they learned and we learned it. And I feel like some of the people who have been like born in the industry are really good at trying to help other people learn about the industry because of everything that we've, uh, our families have gone through. Like my contract for pools is even better because I, I had it help from Kelly, my own experiences, but then also my parents' experiences to be able to make my company more professional. So I think that's pretty cool about it. Uh, but I think it has been getting a lot more professional and a lot more uh, people recognizing us. But I do think we have a lot more to do with it. Like we need to advance a lot more because um, there's still there's still customers that want treat us kind of a little bit lesser. Um, so I think it's definitely everybody getting together. I had a customer one time. I drained his pool, filled it back up, and we were and he was in the yard with me when I was adding the salt. And we were talking, and he was like, "Oh, why don't you go to college?" And this and that. I'm like, "I did go to college for psychology." And he's like, "Why are you cleaning pools? Mm-hmm. Like, why would you be working on pools? You you could you you went to school for something." And I'm just like, because I make more adding the salt into your pool than you make in an hour at your job. And he's like, really? And I'm like, have you noticed the, like, the estimate of how much you're going to be paying me? And do you realize how long I've been doing it? Like, pools makes great money. You know, mm-hmm. it, you don't you don't have to j- get this, you know, expensive degree, which I thought I had to get because that's just the way we were we were brought up or at least that's just our generation. always told me you could still make great money doing a trade. I know when it comes to my children, I'm going to give them the option. Either you can go to college or you can go to trade school. One of the two. Yeah. You know, cause hopefully by then most of these professional trades will have a, a trade school of some sort. Well, I do know for, that they're already starting one in California for pools. Yep. Yeah. No, that yeah, and it's doing really well. I believe they're they have had a couple classes already go through the whole program, um, and it's a wonderful program. Uh, hopefully, and I'm glad to see that there are other people. Right, make it kind of like the HVAC and plumbing and electrical, mm-hmm. where they have these apprenticeship programs that help them get to a certain level. So yeah. then we can be looked at like but people aren't trying to have you on a price, like they because they don't do it. For the <laughs> they they're gonna. They're going to haggle everybody for a price. Like, that's just people. But no, um, I do think that, that yeah, we'll, we'll see. But I do think uh, professionalism is a big thing, and hopefully it gets better. But that's just how I feel about growing up in it, is it has helped out a lot, and we have a lot of resources, so that's good. And I will say, it, it well, was definitely like she said, good. it's not our dream jobs, but we're good. It's not It's not my dream job. But then uh-huh. again, it's adulthood. I think it's kind of like we go into something and you find something that you like. You find your niche. Like, you found your niche. I'm still figuring out mine in the industry. I've just, I've always been really good with customers. So I can have the most difficult customer and they end up loving me just because my customer service and I know how to take care of their pool. Um but I do feel... And I think that's a great point, Kristen. Find your niche. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has to find what they're special. The thing is. about the pool industry is it's not just cleaning pools. There's so many different things no. within it. And it's just finding out what it is that you're good at or that you want to be good at. Um, I mean, some people are born to... 
big companies. Some aren't. Yeah, I know for myself, I started cleaning pools because I wanted to start at the bottom to understand every way the pool works. And then as time has gone gone by, I've taken all the opportunities that I have been offered to me so that I could get to where I am. So like a lot of you know, I know Hayward really well. People call me all the time to help them with that because maybe that's not something that they're familiar with. Or, you know, I'm really good with programming and electrical because I've understood the process after being trained so much. And what works for me doesn't necessarily work for you or someone else. And that's perfectly fine. You just have to find what you're good at and what you like doing. So then it's not, you know, on our bad days when we're like, this isn't my dream job. You know, most of the days are good where you're like, I enjoy this instead of just like, oh my God, what am I doing now? Yeah, me, it's mainly the freedom. And I love some of my customers. I have amazing customers. And so that's what helps me get through. And also, even in my industry, like my area, I really do like that once I started to get to know a lot of the other companies in my area, we all help each other a tremendous amount. And so that's actually makes it where you kind of like enjoy your job more just because even it's not, I don't think of anybody as competition. There's so many pools out in Houston in the U.S. in general that it's just cool that we can all help each other out and it makes you like what you're doing because you can call somebody if there's something you don't know because yeah. I don't know a fraction of what everyone else does. So it's really cool to have those resources and it makes you enjoy what you do and you can learn things from all these. So now, now looking back on growing up in the industry and where you're at now, would you tell your younger self that, hey, maybe you should be more interested in what this is and the possibilities so that it then don't be could so have started earlier and been more yeah be secure uh, more secure than we are because we'd have more years down yeah oh well most definitely and I think I think part of it does stem from we didn't see it as a professional thing like we we were the hired help so I think now that it's being like my kids my daughter has literally uh, this is back when I think she was like, it was like last year, uh, she had a birthday party and she put my business cards inside of it. And she's, I was like, well, why'd you do that? She's like, mommy, they might have a pool. And she, like my kids, my son will go to people be like, my mommy cleans pools. My mommy takes care of pools. My daughter says the same thing. Oh, my mom, she, she's a pool lady. She takes care of people's pools. Like my kids are so proud of it. And that's where we didn't realize that back then. I think it's because of how, how the industry was looked at. We were looked at as the hired help. And now that it's becoming more professional, especially how a lot of us are now like branding our companies and stuff. Now it's something where it's like, man, like I would tell my younger self, like, hey, you know, like it's really not what you think, you know, like you stick to it. This kind of stuff, like it shows some more interest in it. But yeah, that's how I think of it. So, so what are some what are some of the the jobs you did in your escapade of not doing pools? Like what? Um, I. I've always done painting. Um, when I was younger, I was uh, I cleaned houses, like did cleanouts of apartments, and did uh, interior and exterior commercial uh, painting. Um, that's how I ended okay. up doing painting in the refinery. Paint as a painter blaster in the refineries for about four years um, before doing this. Mm-hmm. And then I was in management a lot. I worked at Kohl's customer service and became a manager for five years. 
worked out. I even worked at Subway and worked my way up to assistant manager. So other than and then other than that, oh, that's pretty much where I worked. I worked at Kohl's forever. I know the ins and outs of that if you guys need a deal. Oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that's pretty much all I did was that and cleaning. Um, and then was a stay at home mom for a while. And then the refineries, I, I really enjoyed the refineries. I was good at what I did, but the hours were just way too much. And it was really, it's really, really dangerous working in the refineries. I mean, pools are dangerous in itself, but it's a lot better risk than working in the refineries. Yeah. I Sometimes I wish I would have listened to our parents and started so- sooner in it than I would oh, be, yeah. you know, in debt from school. Oh, Yeah. Luckily, I never got in debt from school. I stopped college before all that. But like, no, exactly. We would imagine where our businesses would be or how much more we would know if we would have stayed helping our family versus us being like, we just hate Mm -hmm. pools. And I think it's how the approach was. We just saw our parents working all the time and we were like, nope, it's too hot. I don't like the sun. And then I come out to Houston and decide to do pools in Houston. That's a whole other ballpark. <laughs> Which is way worse than here. I'm from Northern California. It's a dry heat. Kelly, Kelly wears a full face of makeup to work. And I tell her, why, do you, why are you wearing makeup to work? And she, I was like, I can't wear makeup. I step outside. It's already sweated off. Then I went to help her one time. <laughs> And her customers, her and her customers are coming out saying, are you, are you, why are you wearing that right now? Why, why are you wearing this? Oh, because you had long sleeves and pants. I wear long sleeves and And I, and everybody says, and I wear shorts and short sleeves. And and they're like, why do you do that? And I wear it to protect myself from humidity or from the sun. I don't want skin cancer. Our mom has skin cancer. That's part of the reason why I didn't want to do pools. It's because I've seen what a physical toll it's taken on my parents, even though my dad's still in his 60s, still going at it. But uh, no, (laughs) they thought I was crazy. I still have customers out here that think I'm crazy until they realize I'm wearing a freaking fishing shirt that's SPF or whatever it's called, and I don't get sunburned. But so, yeah, so uh, I sure chose the place to not enjoy the sun. Now, what is something that you, that you took from childhood that you use now in your business? Like for me, it's all about just being very detailed and making sure that everything is taken care of and looks great. And like, if I have a a players bag, that's, they decided to not listen to me and get the Velcro version, making sure you get all the dirt. I remember mom, like being like, no, this isn't clean enough. Go go rinse no. it out. Like yeah. I, I'd be like, but I, I emptied it out. And she's like, no, you got to clean out the Velcro. So it seals like those things. I remember as a kid and I brought, I brought that over. The first thing that I swear by since I started was a tennis ball. I always have tennis balls in my, in my car for when I vacuum got that from my mom. Um, yeah, cause but- mom would put those, would teach us that. Yeah. Um, and, but my main thing, and I tell customers, is like when I get customers, I t- tell them like my biggest thing is being honest to my customers. Um, I'll straight up tell them. I said, look, I'm here to make money, obviously, but also I'm a working class person just like you are. You know, I'm here. I'm here to be honest with you. I'm here to educate you. I'm really big on educating my customers about what what's going on with their pool and how to take care of their pool and just being brutally honest with them about things. 
And I definitely learned that from dad because he used to tell me that all the time. The other one that I learned from mom, you know, when we do routes with her and stuff and listen to her talk to the customers and especially when she's getting new customers is making it clear that we are working together yeah. on Oh, yeah. And that's what I do. I I'm like, not working for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't work for you. We work together. I treat your pool as if it's mm-hmm. mine. Um, instead of them thinking, you know, we're not on the same level. Yeah. I want my customers to think we are equals. I am the professional in their backyard and that we will work together in this because I'm not at your pool every week or not every week, every day. You're here every day. Yeah. I won't know something happens unless you tell me. Yeah. You know, if you wait till for me to figure it out when I come come the next visit, that could turn out, you know, bad. So I yeah, yeah I would always tell them we are working together. Yeah. We I constantly say we, not I and or And that's you. why I always talk to them about communication. I think that's a big thing. I learned that from mom, uh, seeing her on her routes and how I feel like my relationship with a lot of my customers mimics how mom's relationship was with her customers. Cause I have some that are like, obviously there is a line between friends and customers, but there is where mm-hmm. they know I have kids. They'll say, how are your kids? Or they'll ask you just how they, they'll genuinely want to ask you how your day is. And the thing that I love is I have customers where they bring me, they make sure I have water and drinks and my, like, I had one knit me a quilt for Christmas with dogs on it because she knew how good I was with her dogs and my gate etiquette. And so it's just like I have a really good rapport with these customers. And the thing is, is they take care of their pools more, I think, because they're considerate of me and they know that I'm doing the best I can, too. So I definitely learned that from mom. Um, So, yeah. So I think being honest with my customers and and just my relationship with them uh, really helps out. And I think that benefits because even with price increases and stuff, I've literally had some of my customers say, Hey, Kristen, like we know you should be charging more right now with things going on. So as soon as you decide to, we are okay with it. And that's just because they, they understand that I know what I'm doing and I'm worth it. So I think that's beneficial. Yeah. Other than that. Oh yeah. I think so. Yeah. And now I know why mom always had a, a two-inch PVC pipe for her for her pole. I discovered that. <laughs> so it doesn't go flying out. No, no. I think now it's uh, because uh, I have a black pole. Uh, and so um, let's just say it gets really, really hot if I don't put it in my two-inch. <laughs> so and she, so I, would, I would lose – I would lose poles all the time. And – Dad was like, get a piece of two-inch PVC and put your pole in it. I'm like, why? Because it won't fly one. out then. I've never lost one. So I did that and it, well, you were using it to protect your hands. I was, I had to start using it. To and stop I guess we all pole. know. And then once I didn't lose that. a pole for, shut up. Oh, I'm not God. losing poles no, out of my they truck. Just, I couldn't get a, like a carbon fiber. You have the same I pole as me. I had to keep one. No, no, no. But when I started, I have um, the same pole because I, I lose them. She literally told me what pole to no, buy. No, I had the cheap pole. She told me what pole to buy. No, I used to have. <laughs> person, I used to have the cheap ones. I'd get the fifteen dollars ones because I would lose the poles all the time. And then once I told myself, 
okay, if I can keep a pole for six months, especially I can buy a nice pole. And then I got a nice one. I won one. She doesn't even do poles anymore. No. <laughs> I still need them for my startup. Oh, true. But yeah, no, they, I think that's a good one is that and bungee cords. I love those things. Yep, the bungee cord. And I will say I am appreciative. Balls, bungee cord. Whenever I help train people, um, I do make them learn how I did because dad and mom taught us how to use the actual, like, what is it called? The the actual leaf bagger, like the old school one. I'm going blank. The leaf master. Leaf so master. I still have that because there's times that my riptide uh, will run out of battery or something will happen. I've had it where it's broken off and thank God I had backup and knew how to use it. So I think that's kind of cool is that our parents weren't taught us how to do everything the old school way. So then we aren't just even like with, with testing water and stuff, there are some people that they don't know how to test water properly. So I think that was a really good thing too, is actually being taught how to do the water chemistry. Um, and also how to use different, yeah, because that makes a big difference. That was a big thing with our parents. They wanted us to understand why we're doing what we're doing for whatever reason it was. It wasn't just splashing and dashing. You just are like, no, God, no. Our mom had like a hundred and something pools and they were like dialed in. I think it was like 140 at the, the, the longest one. I, some of the pool, and, but you have to keep in mind, my mom had a tight route. They only serviced the pocket, and which is what, a five mile This radius. is before GPS on phones. I remember having, when she started a new one, we'd have to bust out the map, actual map book. Oh, I know. We'd actually have to look for it on the like, map. Hey, look this up. That's like, how- okay, you need to go to this page and you have to go to this page and then you got, you know, put the two, <laughs> like... Oh my God. I remember doing that all the time. Or remember when they had the store and then they got an aerial view of the pocket area and they'd have us mark with where the, the pools were. Um, wax pencils where all the pools were so they knew what area of the pocket yeah. area to send flyers. Oh, oh and the mailers. Remember us having to do the flyers? Oh, we spent the mailers. Hours. Yes. Hours. Do we literally we had to one. fold oh. it? We had to put the labels on it. We had to then ha- we had to separate it according to whatever mailing you know region it was. Oh my! And that would take up what like a week or two of our time. We were so happy when the flyers were done. I think that was the one thing I hated the most was the damn. Let's just oh that was a job I had. Actually, I did have a job where I was doing mailers, and I was one of the fastest people. Because of doing it as a child. Oh, because of all the damn ones we yes. did? Sometimes I feel like we're slave labor. Back then it was legal. <laughs> At least nobody cared. They didn't care if, if we were left in the car with the windows down. This is okay in the middle of summer. Yeah, you just hung out in there. Now, I don't want to go in the pool. I just want to sit here. And that's back before tablets. So We took our homework and books. I don't know how. To be, I can't. Yeah. No. I read a Color lot. Color books. Well, Thank you, Kristen, for being on the episode talking about growing up in the industry. Everyone, please follow us. <laughs> Everyone, please follow us, like us, review us. Um, please let us know if you ever have anything you want us to talk about because we are open to suggestions. And yeah, we will see you next Tuesday. Have a good night or day or whenever you're answering. And thanks for listening to my nonsense.
<laughs> Let me tell it. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 